What is up, all my Nexus family? It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And on this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about some brain and success lessons learned from my almost two-year-old daughter. I was going to have her in with me on this episode, but we may not have gotten much done. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Nexus Podcast, where I talk about three brain lessons that I have learned about my daughter and how you can best set your kiddo up for success regardless of their age. Enjoy. So as my daughter grows and continues to grow, one of the things that I have a nerdy passion for is figuring out why things happen the way that they do. One of those things being why this girl loves to romp and go crazy like all the time. She loves to romp, she loves to roll around, she loves to be thrown around, she loves to run around, like constant, constant, constant romping, getting into things. And the question became, why? And I've had this question a million times before. I've had this question about why do kiddos get so crazy and wired and riled up right before they go to bed? Um, When they're super overly tired, why do they get so crazy and wild and riled up? And nonetheless, I always have these questions and I wanted to get some answers. And so here's what I found is that my one, my first question is like, why does my child love to romp? And this is the same, the same is true for you. Like the same is true for your kids, right? Every kid has the same needs as they grow and develop. And that's why there are certain developmental milestones that people have realized that tell you, is your kid on track to potentially be successful or not? The first one, arguably the most important one, is before three months of age, a kiddo should be able to lay on their stomach, support themselves with their elbows, and lift their head off the ground. If they cannot do that, then that is going to set them up from that third month of life or earlier to not be as successful because it primes and drives brain development. So anyway, not to get too much into the developmental milestones, talking about my daughter again and talking about the brain lessons that I've learned is this is the reason why our kids love to romp so much, why they love to be thrown around, why they love to run around and jump around and roll around and be crazy. And it comes down to one reason. That one reason is this, is that the right side of the brain develops first. Simple. The right side of the brain in all of us develops first. And so what does this mean? It means that when kiddos are running and jumping and playing and exploring and laughing and dancing and rolling and twisting and spinning, that is priming the right side of the brain to develop at a deeper level. Now, why that happens in that order, I don't know. I have some suspicions about it when we know the right functions of the right side of the brain. But I'm not going to get too much into that on this episode. More of what I want to talk about is one important fact to understand is that if the right side of the brain develops first and that right side of the brain is developed by specifically stimulation of that creative play, of that running, jumping, rolling, romping, climbing, twisting, swinging, flipping, dancing, all of those things, the right side of the brain actually controls blood perfusion to the left side of the brain. So another way to say that is the right side of the brain controls blood flow to the left side of the brain. So here's what we know about the right side of the brain. The right side is responsible for things like creativity. And you probably heard some of these things before. The right side of the brain is responsible for things like connecting to other people and eye contact and being able to read nonverbal cues. It's a very uh, creative abstract side of the brain, not things that we can tangibly hold. The left side of the brain, on the other hand, is the 
math, science, English history, very concrete, very black and white. It likes details. It likes order. It likes organization. It likes numbers. It likes patterns. It likes routines. That's the left side of the brain. And so when we look at the brain as it develops, of course, the kid's right side is going to develop first because there's all these emotional things that need to happen. There's all these social contexts that need to occur. And if we don't have kids who are running, jumping, playing, twisting, spinning, like I saw this study, it literally said that kids need to have three to four hours of rough and tumble play every single day. Think about that for a second. Three to four hours of rough and tumble play every single day. Up until the age of about seven years old for a boy. It's a little bit earlier than that for girls. So a simple question to ask yourself is like, as a parent, are you setting your kid up to be able to run and jump and play and roll and twist and do all these things for three to four hours a day? And and it's a lot. It's a lot of time. I don't know myself that Coco actually gets that much time. I would like to think that she does, but I don't always know what she's doing with the nanny when she's with her. I mean, they spend hours at the park, but who knows how much running, jumping, playing, all those things that she's actually doing. And so it's important to understand that kiddos love to romp because they need that stimulation, that that development of the right side of the brain that primarily happens through play, through active rolling around. And like I said, kiddos need three to four hours of rough and tumble play every single day in order to fully and truly drive that right side of the brain. So that's the success principle, the brain lesson number one that I've learned with Coco that I think is really, really important, which leads us right into the next most important brain principle that I've learned from my two-year-old. And number two is this, is that the success skills of the brain are primarily housed in the prefrontal cortex. Now I'm overgeneralizing a little bit, but just to keep it simple, the prefrontal cortex of the brain Those success skills that are housed there would be things like grit, willpower, curiosity, determining good versus bad, determining right versus wrong. It's the emotional IQ part of the brain, the part of the brain that's responsible for relationships and connecting with other people. It's a part of the brain that's responsible for critical thinking. It's a part of the brain that's responsible for perseverance. It's a part of the brain that's responsible for empathy. The list could go on and on and on and on and on. So here's the trick to this is this step number two is that success skills housed in the prefrontal cortex are learned. They are learned skills and they can't be learned unless we go back to that first principle that I shared with you is that kiddos need the rough and tumble play every single day. Now, why does this matter? Well, let me go back to when I was teaching for a second and just help you understand that in most schools, I would argue like 99.9% of schools, unless you're some unicorn school out there somewhere, which I do know that they exist. I take care of families who go to these kind of schools, but most kids go into a classroom, they sit for six to eight hours a day, and then they go home and they're expected to do two to three hours of homework, and there's no time for play in there anywhere. And then on top of that, we add in mom and dad throwing them in front of a computer screen, they're thrown in front of an iPad or an iPhone, they're in front of an iPad or iPhone or Chromebook at school all day long. And so none of these things that kids are learning in school are actually skills that are housed in the prefrontal cortex. And what I said is that they are learned skills. The problem is that we cannot learn those skills well if we have a brain that can't control blood flow from the right side to the left side well. And that happens from movement. This is why movement's so key, and I'll circle back to this conversation about movement in a second, is that the rough and tumble play actually primes a part of the brain, that prefrontal cortex, to be able to learn those skills that I talked about, the grit, willpower, curiosity, determining good versus bad, right versus wrong, relationship intelligence, critical thinking, perseverance, perspective, 
perspective, empathy, the list could go on and on and on. So what I noticed in the classroom that I was teaching in is that kiddos didn't have these skills. Like I had sophomores coming to me. I had seniors coming to me that didn't have any of these skills. They had no willpower. They had no curiosity. They had no critical thinking. They had no perseverance. Like I would ask them to think on their own and they would literally shut down and be like, I quit. Why can't you just give me the answers? The problem with that is that I could, it'd been really easy as a teacher to give all my kids the answers and just give them good grades and push them through to the next grade. But they had been, they had experienced that. They had been doing that since up until their sophomore year, which is super frustrating for me as a parent. Cause I had, or not as a parent, but as a teacher, because I had students who were coming to me, students who would come to me, who had had straight A's their entire like entire schooling career up to sophomore year when I would take them in and honors English and then they would get a C and I would get a phone call from a parent who was pissed and say that I was making their class too hard. But the problem is I wasn't making their class too hard. What I was forcing them to do is critically think because what I understand about the brain and what I know to be true and if you've seen the results inside of our office and the people that we work with is that the success skills from the prefrontal cortex, the success skills, all of them are housed in the prefrontal cortex and they are all learned skills. So if we're constantly pushing learning the alphabet and learning colors and learning reading and learning writing and learning the letters and learning all these things and we're trying to force it onto our kiddos, which we are earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier, we're not teaching them the tools that they actually need to be successful that will allow them to learn that stuff later down the line. It's so interesting. Here's what I realized with my daughter is that I would get so frustrated with Coco, like so frustrated with Coco, because she will sit at the dinner table, she won't want to eat her food, and then when she's done eating, she expects Heather and I to get up and cater to her and take her out of her chair. And in the beginning, Coco refused, and she's not even two two yet, she's 22 months this month. But in the beginning, she would cry, and she would get fussy, and she would get angry. And what I realized is that Coco doesn't have the willpower. Coco doesn't have the grit to be able to sit there and be patient while her mom and dad are finishing dinner. So what did we do? We had to teach Coco skills necessary to be able to have that grit and willpower and perseverance and know that she's supported and know that she's going to be loved, but still teach those skills at the same time. So now what do we have? We have a daughter who's willing to take risk in a calculated way, who's willing to push herself just slightly outside of her comfort zone and express to herself the fact that she's proud of doing it. Like so often I see kiddos, and I used to see this with Coco too, where they wouldn't even take a risk. They wouldn't do anything that was slightly scary. They would just give up, throw their stuff down. Anything that was difficult, they would give up, throw their stuff down, throw a fit because the square cube wouldn't go in the circle hole instead of trying something different. And I see this all the time with kiddos, and it's simply because we're not teaching our kids the skills necessary from what is housed in the PFC that are actually learned skills. Like all of the skills that make someone a successful human being later in life. There's a book called How Children Succeed by Paul Tuff. He talks about this in thorough detail are housed in the prefrontal cortex of the brain. And those skills are actually what makes someone successful, not their grades in school, not how good they are at math, science, English, history, you name it but it's a set of soft skills that can be learned throughout one's lifetime. And the more that we teach those skills, the more likely a kiddo is able to pick up on English and math and science and history and the things that a traditional public school or even lots of private schools say is important anyway, even though content really means nothing at all, it's these skills. So when I was teaching, what I noticed is that 
like the kid, my kids were getting these amazing results because we were teaching to the prefrontal cortex. I was teaching them how to have willpower. I was teaching them that it's okay to be curious. It's okay to express your passion. It's okay to go explore new things and like do things that made other people uncomfortable because it was all about critically thinking for themselves and having perseverance and determining good versus bad and doing those things on their own. But those are all learned skills. Again, it's not something that they're just born with. So we have to teach them and we teach them from a young age and we set up resilient kiddos, not kiddos who are just going to give in, not kiddos who are just going to roll over, not kiddos who are just going to lay down and listen to whatever anybody else tells them to do, but actually think for themselves and make good decisions and look at research and look at science and do all the things that we expect people to do, but we've never taught them skills on how to do it, which is a huge part of the public school system anyway. And and I love the public schools. Like I literally give so much props to the teachers. Like it's not their fault. It's just having this understanding of like what kids actually need is something very, very different than oftentimes is what taught. And so that's the, that's the second lesson that I had for my almost two-year-old is understanding that the success skills housed in the prefrontal cortex are actually learned skills. We have to be cognizant. We have to be aware. We have to understand how to teach our kids these things if we expect them to be successful in school in the traditional sense. And then the interesting part about this is like a phone can't teach these things. Like a phone is actually doing the exact opposite to the prefrontal cortex that we would want it to do. And I hear this often from parents. And again, this isn't a judgment. This is just my personal opinion. It may offend some people. It may hurt some people, but it's been my experience so far. And yes, we live a difficult lifestyle, but we're committed to it. Um, So, you know, again, this isn't to call anyone out or be negative about it, but a phone, a computer, a laptop, an iPad, a TV, Coco Melon can't teach these skills. Like, yes, they're learning language, but it's doing the exact opposite. Like sitting and being sedentary is doing the exact opposite of what the brain actually needs to learn and learn these set of skills, which are grit, willpower, the prefrontal cortex, how it's learned skills in the first place. And then lastly, and I would argue most important brain lesson is that chiropractic care plus nutrition works wonders. Everywhere I go, people ask me, is your daughter must be three years old? Nope, she's 22 months. How does she have so much language? Well, she has so much language because she, her brain has been fed stimulus and information from chiropractic adjustments since that she was 20, 20 minutes old. Like plain and simple. So when we talk about this rough and tumble play, part of the problem is a lot of our kids don't get it. This is why all the time when I'm taking care of parents, especially with the younger kids, we start adjusting those kiddos and mom and dad are like, my kid has new words. Like literally today, my kid said a new word. Yeah, of course they did. Because we wake up the brain, we start stimulating the brain, we wake up the right side of the brain and like everything else starts to unfold because the brain has better control over one side versus the other. Like it makes so much sense, but people are so doubtful, so skeptical that chiropractors like crack their kids next or whatever it is, we don't even do that. We do no pop and cracking and we get results with everybody from literally like 24 hours old. My daughter was 20 minutes old when she got adjusted and every single parent that we take care of their kiddos, like they notice changes in their kids' bodies, whether it's constipation issues, whether it's the way they think, whether it's the way they make eye contact, whether it's the way they sleep, there's all these things that happen because when we get the joints of the spine moving and moving well, we wake up the part of the brain 
that is a that is responsible for success in these kids and it starts with stimulating the right side of the brain in these kiddos because that's the part of the brain that develops first and the more stimulus that right side gets the better and easier it is for the left side to learn the school skills later in life and the school skills don't even really matter like i said it's that set of soft skills that matter grit willpower determination curiosity good versus bad right versus wrong perseverance critical thinking emotional intelligence relationship building all those things housed in the prefrontal cortex that's the part of the brain that we are affecting every time we do a chiropractic adjustment. The science is clear. The neuroscience is clear. This is not chiropractic research is that movement to the joints of the spine is 90% of stimulation and nutrition to the brain is properly moving joints of the spine. I'm going to say that one more time for you. I know you've heard me say this before. Properly moving joints of the spine gives the brain 90% of its nutrition and stimulation. This was found by a guy who won a Nobel prize for this very research in the 1980s. His name's Roger Sperry. You can go look it up. He was a neurobiologist. So interesting. This is why what we do is so important. So when I hear parents all the time saying like, oh my gosh, your kid's so lucky or oh my gosh, your kid's so gifted. Actually, she's not because she doesn't have parents who are gifted. She just has parents who understand that we eat, let her eat well. She's never had gluten except for one time in her life. She doesn't eat sugar. Um, like we just eat a healthy, clean lifestyle and we get adjusted. We live a chiropractic lifestyle. And that's what this is all about is ultimately allowing families to set up their kids from their first breath of life so that they never have to worry about the issues that most people experience one day down the line. They never have to worry about the kiddo who's 13 years old, who has such bad digestive issues that parents don't know what to do. They never have to worry about their seven-year-old who has such bad eczema that they don't even know like how to deal with it or what to do because they, no one told them that a nervous system was part of a healthy lifestyle when the kiddo is born. Then these parents don't have to deal with the kiddos who have the behavioral issues and the trust issues and the sneaking around and the lying issues and all the issues that we see with the parents that we take care of. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's their fault, but if someone would just share this message, which is why I'm sharing it with you so we can get this message into the hands of more people, because ultimately if we don't have more people on board with this conversation and understanding the three things is that kids love to romp because the right side of the brain develops first. We need to provide more time for kids to do that. If people don't understand and don't start learning and realizing that the success skills, the skills that make someone successful are housed in the prefrontal cortex and those are all learned skills, the less we teach those, the less likely we're going to have successful human beings in the future. And then lastly is that chiropractic care, in my opinion, yes, I am biased, but I've seen the research and I see the results every single day inside of my office is that these kiddos, these humans, these adults, it doesn't matter what age with chiropractic care, they flourish and they live and they survive in a world and they live differently and they express a different passion and purpose, a passion and purpose that was put inside each of us by God. It allows us chiropractic care, getting the joints of the spine moving to wake up the brain allows us to express our God-given potential no matter the age. And this is why I share this message with you is because I want to see every single person that I come into contact with flourish. I want to see every single person that I come into contact with express more vitality, express more health, not have to deal with the issues that I've seen all of my family go through from the time they're like 50 years old because they never took care of themselves and they thought healthy was eating denty more beef stew and microwave whatever, microwave hunger man dinners. And then they're sick and debilitated and dying. And by 65 years old, they can't even take care of themselves and they have to be in a home. Like, that's not how life is supposed to be. It's just not how life is supposed to be. 
And this is why I'm so passionate about what I get to do. I get the privilege to do because I truly believe that it's allowing people to reconnect with their God-given potential that every single one of us has, that every single one of us is allowed to express if we understand that from a young age, kiddos need to romp around, that the success skills are housed in the prefrontal cortex and those are all learned skills. So we must be teaching those. And then lastly, chiropractic care. And most importantly, getting the joints of the spine moving well, making sure stress is off in the nervous system so that the brain can function at its God-given potential. This, my friends, is all I have for you. So I'm gonna ask you one last thing. Question is simple. Where do you see someone, maybe it's a family member of your own, or someone else's, who's struggling with some of these issues? And are you willing to share it up with them? My friends, I hope you have an amazing week. If you could do me one of two things, one, leave a rating, two, leave a review. That's how we get this in the hands of more people. I love and appreciate every single one of you. I hope you have a fantastic week and we will come at you live again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.